1: Now, that kind of talk this week dragged Australia's share market to this a two is a year low. There who are, of course, a conference
0: He was business. the big spender. The big spender. Doing Mr. the grocery 28. shopping 28. could take a huge chunk out of the family budget. And that's finance.
1: Hello, and welcome to Comedian vs. Economist. We demystify the world of money and help you get a handle on the bigger picture. My name's Adam, and I'm joined, as always, by my older brother and real life economist Thomas. Thomas, how are you? Oh, I'm great, Adam. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Uh, look, uh, this is, I guess, another part in our introductory series of uh, Economics 101. Uh, hopefully, everyone's feeling just as good about it as I am in terms of getting their head around the economy. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, as we progress through the world of the world of money and the world of economics we can come back to these uh, this introductory series, I guess you'd call it, for the basics. So we're continuing that series today and hopefully Thomas can help clear up some of the, the clouds around economics for us. Speaking of clouds, Thomas, it's very dark and cloudy in my world. So last time we were talking about Activity and prices, and how we can uh, we can use those on our economics dashboard. Did we call it a dashboard? I think we did call it a dashboard. Pretty hmm. really exciting. I think we had Vin Diesel in the passenger <laughs>
2: seat, didn't we? <laughs> Somewhere like that. <laughs> Just to hold your interest.
1: <laughs> the Fast and the Furious and the Economist coming yeah. <laughs> soon to the theatres near you. <laughs> um, so we've so we got to handle on, on activity. We've got to handle on prices. But since we spoke, I've been paying more attention to what's happening in the media. And there's all sorts of other stuff that I'm noticing, right? There's, there's all this other data that's coming at me. There's inflation, GDP, um, the unemployment rate, consumer confidence, Um, wine sales are down (laughs) because China's not buying any wine anymore and so I guess what I want to know is how do you track all this stuff like as an economist you're looking at at all these things going on in the economy and some things are up and some things are down Um, am I supposed to remember what GDP is what is it like six trillion what if what if it goes to 5.9 trillion what do we do
2: yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good point. Good question. You got there. Like it, it is overwhelming. There is an overwhelming number of, uh, data points out there. They're all very interesting to someone like me. Mm. Um, and there's new ones being invented all the time. And so it's not possible for a normal human to carry all those data points in their heads, but what we do tend to do is we tend to all reduce it down to a common language and that common, common language is annual growth rates. Right. So we tend to take all of the the series that we're interested in and then look at how much they're growing year on year. So you might hear that term year on year. So we're taking say the June quarter GDP this year, and we're comparing it to what GDP was in the June quarter of the year before.
1: Is that where they talk about something being seasonally adjusted as well?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What What does that mean? Seasonally adjusted. Um, it's undercover in winter.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dress it up in little shorts in summer. <laughs> Yeah no, but yeah we're doing that. We're we're taking out. We're we're looking through the the impacts of the season. So retail sales has a big spike around Christmas time, right? Um, and we try to look through that. So the ABS runs sort of like this seasonal adjustment process that smooths out those seasonal influences. So you're looking through it, but that doesn't matter for one of the nice things about annual growth rates is because we we're comparing one month with the exact same month the year before, uh, there should be no seasonal adjustment needed. Right. Because you're so, compa- comparing one season with another.
1: Mm. Yeah, okay. So when we're talking about growth, we're talking mainly about GDP. Is that the, that's the big one? That, is that all we're talking about? Yeah, that's,
2: that's one of the big ones. But no, we're trying to, as much as possible, we, we want to reduce everything down into annual growth. Um, and that that becomes becomes the sort of the lingua franca of economics. It's the it's a common language. The what? <laughs> Sorry, I've gone too highbrow again, haven't I? <laughs> uh, it's,
1: it's the lingua like- franca? Are you, are you making this up? <laughs>
2: is is the common is the common language because it's a common denominator it gives us a way to compare apples and oranges it gives us a way to look at gdp and inflation and uh have have an idea of how they sit against each other so we can compare them um and so we keep trying to bring it back to annual growth and another reason we do that is that the price of money so our interest rates are typically expressed in annual terms. So if you're going to borrow money, you're borrowing at say three percent. That means that your that's the money's costing you three percent each year. Um, that means that, that we're interested in. So if the you know an investment is offering to pay us four percent, we can sort of say, oh yeah, I'm in the money there. I'm getting more than I'm getting here. Um, similarly, like you expect, say the you know share market. Just generally to be growing in line with GDP.
1: Does it? I I wasn't aware of that. Uh, I
2: mean, there's there's not. There's a lot of factors that influence share prices, and we should. (laughs) So I shouldn't just rush
1: out and buy some (laughs) ASX ETF. Uh, Although, although is that is that fair? Has that tracked? um, So at time of recording now, we're kind of still in the midst of a coronavirus. Um, You know, the the share market's been up and down, but uh, but growth presumably has been up and down too.
2: Growth has been up and down, yep, yep.
1: Well, the Definite. recession, we had a recession. We're in a recession, aren't
2: we? we we're in a recession, yep. Right. Yep, we're, but, I mean, at the time of speaking, we're probably out of recession. Guy De Bell is the um, deputy governor of the Reserve Bank. He reckons the recession's passed. He's probably right. Is that official? Uh, no. Oh. No, it's not, not on the published data yet. But we have, we a, we have a pretty good idea because a lot well, of-
1: It's a big call it's, if you're from the Reserve Bank. Yeah, <laughs> Just, well- <laughs> I feel like he's got some inside information uh no
2: no he's got the same information we do he just spends a lot more time looking at it right and has more people to help him look at it
1: yeah well, I feel like that's what I need so there's all this data like I need, you, need you need more an, people
2: you need, I need an to- economics department <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all do well
1: you need you need almost need one each like someone who's watching inflation someone who's watching. You know, consumer confidence this week there was big news because saying people are saying the consumer confidence is up. Mm. Um, you yeah, know, and I'm sure there there are organisations around that have all of these resources, right? And so, yeah. like consumer confidence is fascinating to me. Like, how do you? That's just measuring people buying stuff. Like, confidence is always to me that's an emotion, right? It's like a it's a soft skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just they just tap that HR departments just- <laughs> on the shoulder. Just at the shops as people are entering to buy some jeans and how are you feeling
2: that is that is pretty much literally how it's
1: no done. way it isn't yeah me.
2: no they ask they ask people it's just a survey although the confidence measures are all surveys so it's, really yeah it's like how, how are you feeling about the economy right now how are your personal finances right now how confident are you in the economy right now it's questions like that
1: why do I never get asked these? I'm, I'm, I'd love to do these surveys. You know what? People talk about TV ratings, and they're like, you know, twelve million viewers tuned tuned into whatever it is, Australian Idol last night. Mm. I'm like, how do they know? I didn't. I've never been asked. I'd love mm. to be asked about my confidence as I'm going into a. Maybe I shop online too much. Is that? that <laughs> well, how's that going? Yeah. How are we going to track it when people are all buying online?
2: Well, no, we're still asking people. As I'm saying, it's not about what people are buying, that's retail sales. It's just, They ask people. So organisations like Roy Morgan, you know, specialist survey organisations will go out and tap them on the shoulder and they get like a $50 shopping voucher or something to participate in the survey. I've done it once. I've done the Roy Morgan survey once.
1: <laughs> Have you? Oh, it took For ages. those of you that don't, you don't look like Thomas... <laughs> You know, you're kind of dishevelled, and you got a you know hey. this weird man bun going on with you. It's academic chic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the look I'm going for.
1: You look like one of those. Well, what do they call like abused furniture or something? <laughs> Shabby D- chic. Distressed. <laughs> distressed. <laughs> distressed timber. You're like the human equivalent <laughs> of distressed timber. <laughs> I wouldn't be asking you. I mean, that's my problem, isn't it? It says more about me than it does about you. That I wouldn't ask you about your confidence in the economy, <laughs> and instead I would ask someone. I would ask me, and I would have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I mean. That's well. That's why they
2: interview a lot of people because they want to find the right person <laughs> that work. Well, I think we can trust this guy. This guy's onto it.
1: Oh man! Yeah,
2: Gerald is really confident <laughs> this month yeah no they, they, they're going for a representative sample that's another mm-hmm. economics concept so they're they're trying to they're trying to sample
1: well you don't have to explain representative sample to me <laughs> <laughs> all right it's time for a short break we'll be back with more after this
2: i feel like we're drifting a bit <laughs> off topic here oh yeah we are. It's, it's podcast it's what happens yeah right cool um, yeah, you know, they, they 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 get a representative sample, so they interview a thousand people that they think is representative of the broad Australian population. So then they feel confident saying that this this happens. But it's you know, it's not a perfect science, but they're doing the best they can.
1: Well you look at the US election, I mean I'm getting off topic absolutely mm. now, but you look at the US election and the huge criticism of the US election was that the pollsters got it completely wrong. They were talking mm. about what was it, the, the blue wave or something? Red,
2: yeah, red shift and blue wave. Mm. Yeah, it's very difficult, and it's the, like it used to be all done by telephones, so landlines, right? Back in the day, and for a long time that was, that was, <laughs> they was they didn't so we,
1: they haven't adapted.
0: Just, <laughs> well, how do you just adapt? A lot of <laughs> I'm sorry, the number you have called <laughs> is disconnected. <laughs> That was our
1: last idea for for getting in touch with with the the everyday the everyman.
2: No, I mean they're they're trying, but like, how do you you know? There's there's one of the challenges is that there's demographic differences in the way people use technology. So if you want to tap twenty year olds, you need a different different tool than to if you want to talk to sixty year olds. Mm. Um, And so and and it's changing year by year and and quickly. So yeah, it's it's very it's challenging. And it's, yeah. yeah, challenging time for statisticians.
1: Pretty easy. 60-year-olds <laughs> Facebook, 20-year-olds TikTok. Dumb
0: <laughs>
1: Any <Yeah>. other questions?
0: Thanks. <laughs>
2: wow, all your economic answers here. Comedian versus economist. Comedian won this go around, seems.
1: All right. So it's all about growth is what we're saying. So, so we don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about, about managing all this data. I, don't, I certainly don't have to write it down because I haven't been, so that's good. And so, how often do they release growth data? Uh, uh, it, it, no, it, well, how much attention? How much attention should I pay to it when they do release it? More to the point,
2: it, it depends on on which data you're interested in and why you're interested in it.
1: Oh, I thought we'd just agreed on a common language. Yeah,
2: you know, you're asking me why which data should I care about. Well, it depends on on what you're interested in. Well, now I'm interested in growth, aren't I? No, 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 no. E- everything. Is expressed in growth so GDP is expressed ah, in right. growth yeah inflation is expressed in growth mm. yeah retail sales is expressed in growth right so so we're breaking it down so, so this gives us a, a, a way to compare it
1: right gotcha
2: and we do that because like rather than thinking about you know the Australian GDP being 1.4 trillion or whatever it is and mm. trying to remember that we sort of know that typically GDP grows around two to four percent each year, anything more than 4% super good, anything less than two is not great. And so we have a sense of that range and then things, you know, things fall within that range. Um, And they tend to cluster around, you know, around 3%. You can can think of that as a benchmark for a lot of indices that things sort of hover around that mark.
1: No, that's, that's, it's actually pretty useful, I think.
0: Yeah,
2: thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) One for the economist. At the
1: risk of giving you a compliment. Yeah, that's kind of useful.
2: Yeah, no, and 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 typically, like the all the data series move in range, annual growth tends to move in in a in a range like that. Some some things have a bit, you know, a bit different, but once you sort of know what's sort of normal, and then you then you well, you hear a data and you think like, oh, that's outside of the range, so that's that's an interesting number in a particular direction, um, and it's, and you you get a handle on it like that. And they're
1: all about the same. I mean, that's that's probably important too. Like if growth if the growth rate is because it'll be just as hard if you're talking the growth of, I don't know, GDP is ideally between, say, what is it, two and four? But the growth of something else is ideally between nine and 12% or something. Mm, but you're mm. saying everything should grow at roughly the same. Range.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You expect it to like you expect everything to sort of key off GDP and grow around that. And if it's growing faster than that, then you know. So if so, if retail sales, for example, is growing faster than GDP, Mm. that means it's it's becoming bigger, quicker than everything else. So it's it's share of the economy is growing. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you should buy Westfield. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that? That don't, don't do that don't buy I mean you get, do it if you want to but not not advice don't listen to Adam that's I wouldn't certainly wouldn't take my <laughs> advice that's for sure <laughs> yeah right so that so yeah, and that's how you can really you can use that data then to spot to spot um opportunities or you know or warning signs you know if something slows down if, if retail starts slowing down you go well you know time, mm. time to sell your commercial property investments
2: yeah. For example, for example, <laughs>
1: again, yeah. not advice.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think if you've got commercial property investment <laughs> portfolio, you're probably not sure if you're listening to us. With course, you are. Listen, yeah, you're not
1: listening to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, but that's right. But you also want to be, uh, you know, aware of other things. So, like online retail. Online retail is growing faster than GDP. But you'd expect that because we're in a technological shift that is creating more of a more, you know, a movement towards online retail. So online retail should be growing, you know, something like 15 to 20% would be my guess without looking at the figures. But you'd, you sort of like, you sort of, if you're interested in the online retail sector, you wanna know like, uh, what's, a, what's a normal rate here? What are we expecting? What are we, what kind of growth are the companies that I'm investing in, what are they expecting? You know, and they'll probably, you know, that might talk about like, if we're expecting to grow our, the market, online retail market to grow at 20%. We're hoping to grow at 25%, which means that we're gaining market share. Mm. Yeah, so that's sort of how, how it's sort of talked about. But then if online retail figures come out and they're, you know, 10%, then that's a bad result for that company and the share price is probably going to suffer as a result.
1: Very good. All right, well, that's it for us. Uh, thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So if you've got any questions for Thomas or questions for me, obviously happy to help. Uh, You can email us at cve at equitymates.com. Big shout out to uh, Equity Mates for their support. Uh, And make sure you give us a rating and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts and we'll speak to you next week.
0: This podcast proudly brought to you by Equity Mates Media. Always remember, all information contained in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal or tax advice. The host of equity mates are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to our disclaimer page where you can find resources to search for a registered financial professional near you.